This week, yesterday was Monday, we begin to read the letter, second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. In this letter, if we were to look at this whole letter written to the Corinthian community, we would see that it is a very personal letter of St. Paul. A lot of things that he says about himself, how much he was worried, how much he cares, how much he suffered, how much he experienced a rejection by the Corinthians when he didn't show up there because he promised to be with them. He went and they were angry with him. And there's all kinds of things which are written there as a witness, St. Paul, as a witness to Christ, but in a day-to-day -day life, how things happen. They don't seem to always work out the way they wish. St. Paul wanted to not only go to, from Corinth to Troas, but he was supposed to meet there another of his missionaries who was not there, so he couldn't stay too long. It is one of those things that happens. And yet, in this letter, what St. Paul says is that we, like yesterday we began, he says, we are ones who share in the sufferings of Christ. We share also in his consolation. Just as God consoles us, so we are to console one another. There's that, that, that opening statement from yesterday. We see that our life in which we live, there's lots of sufferings there. We don't understand always the sufferings. We don't even know why things happen to us the way they do. We know that in human life, there's lots of disorders among us. So today we may be great, tomorrow we wake up and we're upset with something, and then we take it on somebody else, on our spouses, on our family. It seems like things don't work out. And yet, and then we get upset with another that we just did that. And yet at the same time, the Lord somehow, you know, um, the, way he, the way he wants to make us understand is that we have to still embrace, embrace the things which are around us because there's something greater. There's something greater is that we share in Christ's sufferings, we share in his redemptive love, we share also in his glory. And he, we, he is the encouragement to us. He's the true encouragement. And then there's a, that's from yesterday's reading. And then we, we see how, you know, because we skip a couple chapters. And then in between, he says to us, he says, forgive those who offend us. Forgive, let go, let go. Let go because, because they don't, sometimes don't know what they're doing. And if we hold on to, to the hurts, if we hold on to, to that, that which they have done, then what we do is we impede the relationship. We don't allow someone to go through conversion. We don't allow that person to actually be, be somebody else because we box them in, we put them in that little box and we just keep them there. Well, he did this or she did that. There's no way I can let go because of what happens. And so St. Paul, once again, he uses himself as a model. You have to let go, even forgive me for not showing up there, for not being with you there. And, 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 you know, and, and the intention was not that I didn't want to want to hurt you. The intention was something else. And even I, you know, wishing to do the good, I couldn't do it. I, I, I did the same thing with Troas. I was supposed to go there, and I couldn't even be there as well. So it's a very personal letter, but it teaches us so much as to how we are to be. Here we have this, this man of God, St. Paul, and, and, and he gives us this witness of, of his own shortcomings, and yet also reminding us of the incredible power, grace, fidelity of God to us. And this is why today he says, 
as God is faithful, our words to you is not yes and no. I am witness to Christ. And I'm not saying today yes, tomorrow no. For me, it's always yes, even if it doesn't turn out that way. It's always yes, because this is who Christ was. I, uh, I and Timothy and, and Tim, Timothy and Silvanus, all of us want to be yes for you, that we'll be there for you. Limitations as they are, why? is because Jesus was always yes to us. Yes to the very end. He's the yes of God. He's the yes of the God the Father who has given us the privilege to share in the dignity of his own nature, to share the dignity of being truly God-like. And so this is the yes. And is that the amen? But the one who gives us security with you in Christ and who has anointed us is God. He has put his seal upon us and given the Spirit in our hearts as the first installment. Not only is he yes, but he makes sure that the yes is firm, that yes is constant, yes that leads us to eternity, and that yes is also the first gift of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is given to us, who reminds us, who teaches us, who guides us, who sanctifies us, and this is that yes that the God the Father spoke to us as humanity through Jesus and also through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, the second aspect is Jesus and the Lord of God, the Father's expectation of us. When we receive this gift, this installment, then what are we to do? And, and the Lord says very clearly, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You, you, and, and if the salt loses its taste, with what it can be seasoned. You know, think about, you know, I, I'm not exactly a good cook, but I know that sometimes there's a need for salt if it's supposed to taste better. Uh, so a kitchen type of an environment here, a taste, human taste, becomes the very, the very powerful teaching that Jesus wants to offer to us. You are the salt of the earth. So what's the purpose of a salt? To season. No matter how sometimes maybe the food may be not as great, but if you season it, it seems like it tastes better. You know, so we as Christians are to be the season for the society in which we live, no matter how sometimes bad and maybe were to be the season, because God has given us the installment of being the, 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 the great taste, the great taste of, of, uh, of whatever it may be, the taste within the society. We are to season to make it better, no matter how, how, what, what, in what shape it is. And so to be the salt of the earth. But if we lose the, the, the grace of God, if we lose the gifts that God has bestowed upon us, if we lose that love, that forgiveness, if we do lose that witness of who he is, then we become like tasteless salt, doesn't season anymore. And so whatever there is, we get whatever, whatever we have. And it's not always good because sin, sin pervades human society. And, and, you know, we can see, you know, all the reports, you know, with the news, what goes on, you know, the violence lately, you know, the you know, the, the, the various problems which, which exist, even, even suicides, things like that. All of that, you know, it is a manifestation that we as Christians are not seasons for, for seasons, season uh, uh, condiment for, for, for the society in which we live. We don't encourage, we don't, you know, support. We seem to be kind of like, you know, dragged into all kinds of things and we're, we don't make the difference anymore. So the Lord is asking us to be that salt of the earth, but there's even more. You are to be the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. 
You know, there's one thing that every time I read this gospel, when I either had the privilege of being in, in the Holy Land 20 years ago, just once in the Holy Land, uh, what happened is that we were driving one day at night. I'm not too sure what happened, but it was, uh, already it was dark. And there's one thing that I could see in a land of Palestine, and it always happens when you live in an environment which is very low humidity, you can see for miles. And, 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 the, and the terrain, which is sort of, kind of slight rolling hills of the Palestine, uh, Palestine area, the, the country of uh, an, uh, an environment of Palestine, what you do is if you go on a low, low, uh, low hill, uh, just, you know, the, the, these type of rolling hills, you see the next town or wherever the place is, could be 20 miles away, whatever it is, and you see the lights. So you know that that's where the town is, the place where it is. And so Jesus is referring to a city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. The light is there. Of course, here sometimes, because of environmental controls, they say, well, you know, there's a light pollution, so get rid of lights on the hill because that means everybody is distracted by whatever is there. You can't see the, see the beauty or the darkness of the lights, which you need. But, uh, but the fact is there's a city on the mountain. The mountain cannot be hidden. And we are to be that light. People have to see us as Christians way back, way there, wherever we are, to shine with the light of God, that we have received the light of faith, that we have received the light of goodness and grace. We have received the light of Christ. Remember, every time we celebrate, you know, the Easter vigil, and we carry the candle, and we say, the light of Christ. Thanks be to God, we all follow the light. And if we also, you know, celebrating like here at the shrine, it was kind of dark, very dark. And then we have this light of Christ, and then we pass this light to all the others. And everyone has a little candle walking with the light of Christ. Light, the light of Christ, thanks be to God. He is our light. He is, and we are to be the witness to the light. We are to carry that light to others. Once again, we say, Lord, look, you chose me. I'm, all, I'm limited, I'm broken, I'm this, I'm that. And we can say, it's true, it's true. Yes, all of that and above. And yet, God has given us the light. And he will always rekindle that light if we have extinguished by sin. He always will, or if there's a little, like a little dimming, dimmer, because, you know, we've not prayed, we haven't done much. We haven't given a good example. So there's barely the light of Christ there, but the Lord would refuel us with the Eucharist. He will refuel us with, with his word, with encouragement, and especially with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he can, you know, pull that, that wick a little higher so it can be a big light rather than just a tiny light. God can do that. God will do this for us. God is doing it. And God will always be there because he's always that yes. He'll never is no. And so being being the being the light set like a city on the mountaintop which cannot be hidden, we are visible. And the other side of that is if we are not good, and we know that the church difficulties, scandals, whatever it is, that light was diminished, that what light was diminished. And, and, and the, the, the difficulty is instead of being the light, we're part of the problem. And so we can't do this. We can never do. And so that's why we have to always ask and beg the Lord that he may, he may keep us alive, that he may keep us in a state of grace, that we may be able to, to witness to everyone around us. Because sometimes what it is is that we may be a light in some fashion, 
but then we may be too aggressive. We may be pushing too much, and people get turned off easily, you know, by, by what is called too aggressive approach. No, it is like St. Paul who says, I'm here for you. I may be limited, but I'm here. The Lord has been there also. The only ones that he challenged Jesus is the Pharisees who didn't want to even listen to him, who accused him of being Beelzebub, being be Satan. And so he had to give witness to the truth, but to look at the tenderness, the care that he offered, the care that, that he, he took to, you know, to manifest that all the sick, all the broken, all the need healing, and needed to be uh, exercised, freed from the powers of Satan. He did all those things on our behalf. And so the Lord is, is here and he's still active. God's grace did not stop. His love did not end and will never end. His forgiveness and mercy will never be deficient, always be there. And, and that encouragement and strength that flows from his gift will always be there as well. And so why do we need to be this light and to be a salt? So that others, when they see the good works, the good deeds, deeds of love, deeds of forgiveness, deeds of mercy, deeds of, you know, merciful uh, acts of, of, of our own life, you know, caring for and listening, forgiving, all the things which are the spiritual and, and physical or corporal works of mercy, all of those are becoming the witness to others. So when they see the good deeds that you live out in your life, then they will glorify my heavenly Father to glorify God the Father, because God the Father, who not only created this whole universe and all, from whom we have Jesus, the eternal word, because he was begotten by the Father, all the things that we have, that we give glory to God, give glory to God the Father, in the things that we do, in the things we say, in the way we are, this is what his gifts are. And finally, I would like to just say that many times, you know, because of, of the difficulties, we're not able to, to manifest. Yet the Lord today and during this month of the Sacred Heart, the Lord's love is so powerful, so always there. And he says, come into my heart, accept me, embrace, and the living waters, waters will flow out. If waters of joy, waters of, of fidelity will flow out and it will, they'll inundate your heart because as God's gifts are, are so, so extraordinary that they affect us. And you know, and many times, you know, because of trials, the Lord is inviting us to run into his heart, to run into the abode of his heart, like the other prayers, you know, the divine mercy. You know, we pray the novena, come into the abode of my heart, come. The image is so powerful that we can run from the difficulties and problems just to take rest before we go back and we have to struggle again. Come to my heart. Come into my heart. Rest, Lord. I'll give you everything that you need. Come hide. Sometimes when we're attacked by evil one, run to the heart because the evil one will not enter the heart. He may bark at us. He may accuse us. He may do all kinds of things, but he will not able, he's not able to enter the heart of Christ. He'll stay on, outside the perimeters, outside the, the gates. So he may try to scare us, but, but he's not able to because we are hidden in the heart of Christ. This whole month, the sacred, dedicated sacred heart is giving us in a visual way, in a powerful way, that fidelity of Christ, that love that he has for us, that will never end. And we find their protection 
We find their strength. We find their reconciliation, anything that we need, because in, in the heart of Christ, we have everything, all the gifts that were given, and, and, and the pierced heart which manifested itself, uh, you know, in that, that, that mercy he wants to give us, and that's why the, the rays of that love and mercy flow out of his heart, the water purifying, cleansing waters, and also nourishing all that we are to receive. So may the Lord then today um, give us the grace to be the light that shines in this world today through our love, through our witness to him, that we do not manifest that which is you know, part of the, of the sinful condition of the world, confusion, hate, indifference, or, or the other way around, or violence, whatever it may be, that God who initiated a renewal, transformation of this world, transformation of every heart, to be God-like, that we may possess that gift, that we allow that gift to, to enter our hearts, and then we will know that we, who have been given this gift, will be the salt of the earth, the light, light of the world, and that we will be the witnesses to God's powerful love that wants us to take us to heaven, because that is his intention. His yes is that we will share the glory of the Father together with him, and that we will live in that eternal happiness that God is, who he is for us, and who will always be sharing in that joys for eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.